do 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 It's the grass season. All right, all right, all right, all right. Creeping up on Wimby. I don't I don't even know if I want new music anymore, man. I'm just accustomed to it, but yeah, around the post podcast episode 8. Um, things are going well in the tennis world, man. We're, I think this might be my favorite surface. I'm not sure, but, um, a lot's going on in the world of tennis. We just left clay and we're going in the grass. Wimbledon's around the corner. U.S. Open is creeping in the back door a little bit. What's happening, man? First off, uh, Caroline Wozniacki. She got married in Italy. She married David Lee. For those who don't know who he is, he's a, he used to be a Golden State Warrior. He played basketball a little bit. Uh, Serena, okay, Williams. Ahead, Serena Williams was her bridesmaid. Really? Yes. Nice. So, I knew they were um, close, but oh, yeah. that's legitimate. Yeah. That's They're legit. very close. So congratulations to her. So hopefully she makes her retune soon and uh, takes care of business. Okay. Congrats. Sharapova. Sharapova made oh, her return man. as well from the shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. She played her first grass court event and she won her first match pretty routinely mm. in Mallorca. And now she's going to get the ultimate test against Angelique Kerber, Oof. who won Wimbledon last year. Sheesh. I don't know if you saw the match or not, but mm. do you think just uh, you remembering how Sharapova plays? Mm. Can Sharapova pull the upset and beat Kerber? I don't know how Kerber's playing right now. But if Kerber is in decent form, I don't see it happening. Kerber is a wall. Kerber is quality defense and a quality mover. <sighs> Sharapova, I don't see pulling this. I know uh, Kerber went out early at the French, right? I I don't. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did actually. Yeah, that's Clay though. So yeah. you know, we'll see. But I'm I'm putting my money on Kerber. Yeah, that's a safe bet. This is her first uh, win in about four years for. Uh, Sharapova on grass to begin with. Oh. So I don't know. Pulling up that upset, I don't know if it can happen. No way. But you no never way. know. You never know. I'm going with a no way. Now, um, Birmingham is the place to be. The number one spot is on the line for the women. Pliskova, Barty, and Osaka. Unfortunately, Pliskova is out of the tournament. Her twin sister beat her. Today. Oh my God! And her twin sisters ranked outside of the top hundred. So ah, that's not fair. Sibling rivalries transcend rankings. I think. I just want to say that I think that the number one player in the world going against their brother or sister, you know, whatever gender you are, I don't think your opponent sees your rank anymore. It's yeah, I can see that. So I don't know if I'm gonna hold it against her that she lost, even though she shouldn't have lost. But I'm not gonna hold it against her. So now the number one ranking is between Barty and Osaka. Now we all know same thing as Clay. Os- uh, grass is in Osaka's favorite surface. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, Osaka can retain the number one spot going into Wimbledon? I like Osaka's draw in this tournament. Um, I think she's gonna do okay. She's just she's got a, a 
a bigger swing. And um, I think that she's good enough to be a, a very successful grass court player. Hopefully it's this year. Uh, I don't know. She she split sets her first round match. So, I mean, things are looking bleak. But uh, I had a peek at Barty's draw, and she could pull Venus Williams. That'd be a good match. Yeah, that's a tough match. Venus is an awesome grass court player. So, um, odds are in Osaka's favor draw-wise. We'll see what her actual match play is looking like. Barty Osaka. has all the tools. She yeah. uses that slice backhand. Mm-hmm draws people in technically she is more of a grass court player yeah if you would call that compared to osaka but Mm. you never know we'll see especially with that draw i do think Barty has higher odds of winning that tournament but you know tougher competition you never know what can happen exactly and now um possible coaching returns we all know that um darren cahill left simona hallop last year claiming that he wanted to spend more time with his children. Mm-hmm. And the, the main reason why he left was his 18-year-old son, who's Australian, is looking to go to college in the United States. So mm-hmm. he wants to get him as ready as possible for the transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cahill was seen at a press conference with Simona Halep, and they talked about it. Cahill did say, I would go back to her if, she wants me. Mm. Now, Halep did really well under him. Yeah, I was going to say that's back when she was winning. Right. So what do you think? Uh, would Halep be dumb not to take him back? Yeah, um, I do understand the the trauma of being deserted, I guess. You know, if you want to be kind of an emotional person about it. Um, it's the, you know, you left right when we were winning or... You stepped away from something successful. How do I know you're not going to do it again kind of thing? But in his defense, they're his children. You know, I think that by all means, she should definitely welcome him back into the camp and, you know, negotiate whatever needs to be done to make that happen and maybe accommodate his schedule more so there's not a reason for him to leave. She's a she's sort of a mental case. Mm. People don't see it. Mm-hmm. But she is sort of a mental case. She's she's gone to psychiatrists, uh, and Cahill did a good job about keeping her in check. Mm-hmm. So I think that it would be beneficial for her to cap him back. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she considers it, and it to me it wouldn't be such a bad decision to have him back. I support it. Go Halep. Now, the big one, mm-hmm. Sasha Bayan who um, obviously coached Naomi Osaka. Mm -hmm. He came out, he's coming out with a book. And he claimed that there's really no hard feelings about the split up. Now, time out. This is the same Sasha who's also worked with who else? Wozniacki. Mm -hmm. He was hitting partners with Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. I believe he worked with uh, Azarenka. Yep. And is now coaching Kiki Mayanovic, which is a French Open doubles champion. This guy's a commodity. Yes. Okay. He said that there really isn't a back draw with what happened. He said that he was upset about people saying that the split up was because of money. Mm. He said that he, he said that irritated him. 
mm-hmm. because that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. He said that he felt that the Osaka split up felt as if he broke up with a girlfriend mm-hmm. because it came off so bad. He claims that Osaka's agent told Sasha about the news instead of Osaka herself mm-hmm. telling him about the news. Mm-hmm. He felt stabbed. Yeah. He did say that if Osaka were to ask him back, that he would work with her. Do you think that Sasha should go back to Osaka if Osaka asks him back? Absolutely not. Um, he's he's not someone who needs to be hungry or thirsty for success or a commodity athlete. He's He has a beautiful track record and resume. He's worked with the greatest female athletes of the last decade. He's already proven himself, and he can he could charge pretty big bucks if he wants to. Um, at this point, she disrespected him, in my opinion. You know, um, and Osaka, as we've discussed consistently on this podcast, has a track record herself of, you know, mistreating, disrespecting, emotional instability. You know, all these these big negatives to me around her staff and her circle, you know, people on thin ice afraid to get fired and stuff like that. I don't think I would volunteer myself to go into that environment. Sasha just seems that he's sort of forgiving mm-hmm. and just, he just let it go. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't explain why the split up happened. Maybe in his book that's coming out soon, he'll explain why it happened. Mm-hmm. But in the press conference, he didn't give a reason why it happened. Mm-hmm. But Osaka did say that at the end of the Australian Open, there was a lot of uh, commotion with mm-hmm. them, that the um, communication wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, according to Osaka, um, Sasha was talking behind her back, and that instead of saying it to her face, he'd say it around her camp. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I don't know the guy very well, but the way he presents himself, mm-hmm. I don't think that he did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... Yeah. Um, That was Osaka's side. We don't know about Sasha's side. Now, I am surprised that he's even considering taking her back. I'm really surprised about that. I don't know. It's as if that was his golden child or something. I don't know. You've worked with Serena Williams, Azarenka, in her peak. You know, you've worked with a lot of the great female athletes. And you've worked with Naomi Osaka already. I I don't get the reasoning. Maybe there's things we don't know. The book will come out. Hopefully, we will get some information from that. Right. And we'll come back to this topic. Yes. Eventually, when the book comes out, we'll know more. You're going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you got with the men's draw in um, Queens? Uh, some interesting things have been going on, man. We have Queens and Halley both going on. Uh, Halley is where a few of the bigger ticket guys are playing ball. We got Fed at the number one seed. And um, he's about to play against Songa. Songa has been trying, trying so hard to make his resurgence. And we're finally starting to see him perform like old Songa bit on the grass. So he, uh, he did play pair, got his win there. And this next round, he is going to take on Fetter, who is looking like Fetter. I don't personally see Songa being successful against Fetter. But um, I have high hopes. This is a good test for us to gauge. Can Sanga be that sleeper seed or in the draw of Wimbledon that screws someone over? Or is he going to just get blown off the court by someone? I think that that will give us a good gauge there. We do have uh, Korich, who was in an absolute war today. 
war with uh, Sosa. Their final point of the match was like 27 strokes. Wow. Big swings. Korch is a warrior. Oh, yeah. Korch is an absolute warrior who just doesn't really have a weapon. Um, the few times I've seen him make big wins, it was when his serve was just clicking for him, which doesn't happen too often. Uh, I think the time I saw him beat Feder, which he always gives Feder a good war, he was cranking his serve really well that day. Um, Zverev's also in the draw. I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect from Zverev as well. I mean, you got to give the kid some uh, hope there, man. <laughs> I feel like his ranking is just maintaining because he's playing 50 tournaments a year now. You know, it seems like every time he loses something he won last year, he scrambles and joins a tournament as soon as possible that he wasn't signed up to do. So, To a point that's smart, though. Oh, absolutely. Martina Hingis used to do that as well towards the end of her career. Yeah, protect your ranking. Exactly. Keep your draw. Hopefully you get a good draw on a slam and get your points back. Right. But I, I feel like the last four or five times I've been watching him on my radar, it's lose, sign up for the next tournament. Lose, sign up for the next tournament. I need to see a good, strong run from him somewhere. Yeah, I don't think I've I'd seen agree. one. Um, and this is a guy who's supposed to be with the Paz, the Shapovalovs, the Olgalasim or whatever, Alasim. I'm not seeing it from him, man. And the game is there. It's just I'm not seeing the numbers. But uh, Queens Club, that draw is looking uh, pretty, pretty good, actually. Do you have anybody... Uh, of interest that the people would want to know of his return? Who are you thinking of besides uh, Andy Murray? He's playing dubs, right? He's playing doubles with Feliciano Lopez. Oh, he's playing with Feliciano Lopez? Yes. I did not know that. They're playing the number one seed tomorrow from Colombia. Now, Feliciano Hmm. Lopez, there's rumors that he was fixing games with Mark Lopez. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's been asked questions about that a lot Mm -hmm. instead of, hey, uh, how's it going with Andy Murray? Mm -hmm. So who knows if he's going to be mentally ready to play with Andy Murray. Now, he's been denying the fixing of matches and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But is he ready to play with Andy Murray? I've heard word that Feliciano Lopez might be making this his last year on the tour. Um, Feliciano Lopez does have a great game. We've seen him play doubles in person. Massive serve, solid hands, backhands, all right. He's lefty. Yes. Um, I think he's a quality doubles partner for Andy Murray. The question is going to be, how's Andy Murray looking on the competitive stage right now? Because I think Lopez is going to be okay. Lopez, Lopez, in my opinion, has looked pretty good in the singles draws he's been in the last few matches I've seen. Okay. You know, he's losing to quality players. That's what I should say. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I did not know that was tomorrow. Yes, Murray, we haven't seen in a long time, so we don't know what to expect of him, but it's going to be a very interesting match. Yeah, we have uh, CC Paz, the number one seed in singles for the draw. And I'm not mad at that. I support that. I could see him doing really well at this tournament. Uh, CC Paz has a clean game. He could probably perform very well on grass. And... um. I'm not going to lie. His draw is loaded. Yes. His draw is loaded. He could potentially be playing. He's starting off against Edmund. Quality player. Next round, Shardy. He's a good player, too. Shardy's a good player with a big serve yes. on grass. He's yes. a good grass court player. From there, he could play against one of these four people. Well, we'll say three. Kyrgios, 
Dimitrov or Felix. He's going to go against one of those three, most likely. And then from there... Let's hope it's curious. Let's hope it's curious for the, the sake of another podcast topic. <laughs> and then um, Milos is back and looking pretty good. Kevin Anderson is back as well from the elbow. Barely pulled out his first round match. Yes. Uh, Kevin Anderson, for those of you guys who don't remember, big South African guy, big serve, quality mover, clean strokes, had an absolute war with John Isner last year. Yes. That was last year, right? Yes. Long match. I think it was second longest match. Yes. Yeah. In Wimbledon history. Yes. Yeah. So Kevin Anderson, great grass court player, great athlete. Hopefully he's healed and looking good. He had a tight one, four six seven six six four, and he's playing Simone next, who's gonna test he's his pressure, uh, yeah. yeah, test Gets his consistency. Back. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Stan Wawrinka's in the tournament also, so both grass court tournaments are looking pretty exciting. I'm hype about these draws. Do we have any predictions on these tournament wins? Sissy Pass is the sixth ranked player in the world. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he won. He's mm-hmm. playing well in all surfaces. Mm-hmm. As far as Hal is concerned, Federer's a 10-time champion. Yeah. Can't bet against Federer. Those are my bets spot. as well. Yes. Now, unfortunately, this is kind of sad. Shababalov played Delpo. Uh, it's a great match. It was. Delpo won. Mm-hmm. But he re-injured the knee. He buckled. <sighs> the knee buckled. He slid. Mm. And... The knee got caught under his leg, mm. and he was able to finish the match. Mm. But at the end, in his press conference, he stated, "I'm not. I'm done. I'm not playing this tournament." He's doubtful for Wimbledon. Um, if this guy wasn't injured all the time, he would be a top four. Oh, to easily. Me. Not easily. Andy Murray. Sorry, it would be Del Potro. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know what to say. I, I mean, hopefully he recovers. And he makes an appearance sometime. What can a person like this do to get injured less? This guy is injury riddled. Yes, I really don't know how to answer that question, honestly. He's struggling. I don't get it. Now, um, what do you think about this? Dominic Team, Nadal, and Djokovic are not playing any warm-up tournaments heading into Wimbledon. Um. Dominic Team pulled out of uh, Queens because he claimed he was exhausted. Believable. Do you think that those guys not playing any tournaments going into Wimbledon, do you think they'll be ready? I do think it reduces the odds of them winning Wimbledon. I do believe that. Um, do I also believe all three of them need to rest their bodies? 100%. I'm uh, glad they're doing that. Um I think them trying to go deep in a couple tournaments, which they probably could, would not be worth it if they have any ideal plans on going deep at Wimbledon. So get your rest. They played long, hard clay seasons. All three of them did. And I still don't see team going deep at Wimbledon. Um, I, I'm never going to say Nadal and Djokovic aren't going deep in any Grand Slam. So, you know, they'll go deep. But, I mean, this is the one slam where I expect to see Nadal potentially upset. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. You know, because we got to remember, I know, I understand, Nadal just dominated the French. But the Nadal we saw right before the French, that Nadal on grass is not looking too great to me. So, 
I'm expecting him to get blown off the court maybe third round of Wimbledon. And uh, Djokovic will go deep. Okay. So, so you think that they'll be fine then? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Now uh, on to our boy, Nick Kyrgios, Nick at night. He was interviewed before um, Queens. Mm-hmm. We all know he lost first round in Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, well, I at least lost to the eventual champion, the mm-hmm. Italian that beat Kyrgios in the first round, Bertini, I think is his mm-hmm. name. He ended up winning the championship. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't that upset about it. Yeah. Now, Nick did say, Wimbledon is as if I'm playing at home mm-hmm. and I feel comfortable at home mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it all I have because I may not play many Wimbledons and mm-hmm. this is the tournament for me. Mm-hmm. I made it to the quarterfinals as a 19 year old mm-hmm. beating the doll on the way. Mm-hmm. This is my best tournament to win. Do you think that if he has his head on together, could he win Wimbledon? <sighs> no. Um, that was quick. I think he can go to the finals. I don't think Kyrgios has enough experience under his belt to win a Grand Slam final in five sets yet. I think he's getting there. But we've seen him at that big five-set stage or those big pressure matches, and he always comes close. But if it's a Federer-Kyrgios final at Wimbledon, I see Federer winning the points that matter the most. I, I can agree with that. But... Absolutely, he has the game to go all the way. I mean, and, and that's what he said. He mm. said he has a big serve, and if head together, if his head is together, he's the best grass court player in the world. He said that. He said that. Do you agree or disagree? Honestly, his serve is massive. We're gonna give him that. Yeah. On grass, it's gonna be who can hold serve the most. Mm. And when it comes down to tiebreakers, it comes down to a point here and there. Yeah. So can he? keep the pressure, not let it get to him, and can he keep his head together? That's yeah. the question. Mm-hmm. If he can, why not? That's me, the question is if he can. Rank me your three best grass court players on the tour right now, starting with number three and working your way up. Well, that's <laughs> – okay. Obviously, it's going to be Djokovic and Federer. Okay. Um, the third one is it's up in the air. I, I, I mean, think it's Nick Kyrgios. There you go. You can I say a big server. Isner, although he's not playing. Milos, yeah. Anderson. That's mm. what I'm saying. Nick Kyrgios could be up there. Why not? I'm giving Nick Kyrgios with a stable brain, number two in the world on grass. Above Djokovic or above Djokovic, Federer? number three. Fed, wow. number one. Okay. Right now. Today, right now. Okay. Okay. Last year, Djokovic. But today, right now. I'm going to go ahead and give that edge to Nick Kyrgios, who is 2-0 against Djokovic. Yeah, baby. I I wouldn't mind seeing a Kyrgios, Feder, Djokovic semis with, you know, some random guy in that fourth spot. That'd yeah. be really interesting to see. So Now, as far as the Nick Kyrgios comments, then as we stated, as you stated earlier, mm. Kyrgios did beat Nadal, but does that really matter? No. Uh, he no. lost to he lost uh, one first round match. Mm-hmm. He lost two second round matches. Mm-hmm. Dustin Brown. He's playing. Kyrgios is playing terrible right now. Right. Honestly. So, yeah. so d- does beating Nadal on grass really matter, Nick? You know no, what I mean? No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that uh, Nadal isn't a good player, but does it really yeah. matter? 
Yeah, at this point, Kyrgios needs to go deep in a tournament. Yes. It's not. It doesn't. His head-to-heads don't matter right now. No. I don't care if you've beaten Federer three times out of three times. If you're losing in first and second rounds in consecutive tournaments, we're not impressed, you know. So, I got high hopes for him. I do want to see him go deep in Wimbledon, and uh, I'd love to see some drama. I want to see him be able to back up all the trash talk. Now, just to throw shade at Federer. Better did lose one time in the second round, by the way, at Wimbledon, just to let you guys know. What was that, like 2013? I don't know if it was when it was the back problem mm. or because of the racket. I, that mm. I don't remember. But he did lose in the second round. He had those two bad stretches, so I, I'm so, sure it was one of those. Yeah. So now going to sort of big news, Djokovic finally responded to Nick. Oh, really? Yes, he was asked about uh, losing to Dominic team and uh, responding to Nick. Mm. He said... You know what? He's a good kid. Five years ago, I was trying to help him out because mm-hmm. the same thing that he's going through, I went through. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to give him advice. Mm-hmm. Now something changed between then and now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but he's speaking his mind. You know, whatever, let him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to sleep, uh, lose sleep at night because he's talking about me? Not really. Mm-hmm. But if he wants to talk about me, more power to him. What do you think? That is the answer I was looking for prior. Um, Djokovic is at a height and pinnacle where I think talking trash back is below him. I'll, I'll admit to that. I think that he has to show a certain level of maturity at this point. But the turning the cheek, the blind eye, I didn't hear anything. Oh, come on. I need you to acknowledge this. You know, this guy is saying he's 2-0 and against you and speaking down on your legacy. Say something. Whether it be you belittling him, which is technically what he did, or, you know, you firing back. I don't care what you do, but do something. Um, he's basically saying, look, I've been there. I've been dumb. It's partially why people don't like me as much as Fed right now. But I don't know why he's acting stupid now is basically what he's saying. He's saying, I have no clue what set off Kyrgios at this point, but I'm okay with that response. I'm fine with that. Djokovic isn't a a good shit talker. And Nick responded to, if I play him again and I beat him, Mm -hmm. I will do his celebration in Mm -hmm. his face. He will. I believe that. Now, this came out of the blue. Sissy Pass said he was interviewed before Queens as well. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? I'm sorry to the top guys, but you guys are boring me to death. Mm. I'm getting tired of you guys winning. We need new blood at the top. Mm. Now, he urged his next-gen stars, mm. Felix, Shapovalov, um, Tiafo, mm. um, Alex Diminor. Mm. You guys need to step it up. Mm. We're the future. Mm. Um, they're downward now. They're older. We need to step up. Mm. Sissy Pass has been stepping up. He has. He's claimed that these guys have not, and they're not hungry enough. Mm. What do you think? Do you think that he's right about that? 1,000%. And I'm so glad he's been winning to prove it as well. He has shown this year and the end of last year that there needs to be more coming from the young guys. Because prior, we didn't really have a different tune to compare the sound of this bell to, you know, we just saw a whole bunch of guys. We saw, we appreciate their talent, but no one breaking through. And we weren't sure if it was because the top guys are so invincible or if the bottom guys 
need to work harder. We're starting to get that message now of these guys could tap into something deeper, you know, and be better players. Um, CC Paz being a leader, he's leading the pack of these young I like guys. That. He's he's right. Now, we know that CC Paz can compete. He beat Federer in Australia. He mm-hmm. beat Nadal at uh, Madrid. Mm-hmm. He's beaten Djokovic. So, who would be second to him? Do you think it'd be Shavabalov, Felix, Tiafo, Alex Diminor? Who do you think can step up? Honestly, I'm not seeing it from any of them. Um, who do I who do I predict in time may step up? Um, probably Felix. It's probably going to be Felix. Uh, right now, my problem with Felix is. I sense something similar to what Djokovic had in the early part of his career, which is that the uh, the breathing issues or the you know it's it's he hits that wall and stops. I'd like to see him hit that wall and knock it down and keep going. Um, and I think that he will get that with time and experience when he gets tired of losing these big matches in split sets. Because he's been losing some quality matches that he could have converted and took. So, he'll get tired of these third-round losses. And we'll, we'll see him go deeper in a few tournaments. But for now, Felix, although I think he already has the arsenal to move forward. Because his serve is actually not bad either. No, it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, he can move forward. Shapovalov is still a little streaky to me. Really big swings that are sometimes rewarding, sometimes not. We saw him go against Fed and just be shaking in his boots. In Miami. Yeah. I don't know what to say with him. Shavabalov needs to improve his backhand as well. They're yeah. picking on it. Yeah. And as long as he doesn't, he's going to be at the bottom. Yeah. So as much as I, he's my favorite to watch, yeah, it's it's not his time yet. I'm not impressed enough to see him be an elite athlete in the tour. So, and now of course Nick heard about Sissy Pass's comments, mm. and Nick at night said they're not ready. Nadal's invincible on clay mm-hmm. at the French Open. Djokovic and Federer are invincible on grass. Beating mm. them three out of five is going to be hard. Mm. Do you agree with Nick Kyrgios's comments? I'm not going to call Djokovic invincible on grass. I'm not going to call Fed invincible on grass. I'm going to say they are the best, just as we said earlier, the best grass court players on the tour. And the only way someone else is going to win a Wimbledon is by becoming the best player that day on grass. So, I mean, he's kind of right in that aspect, but I'm not going to call them invincible. I think there can be an upset on the grass. Nadal lost two times at the French Open. Is he invincible on clay? Yes. <laughs> at the French Open, not at on clay. At the French Open, yes. Nadal has proven. Once and for all. If he can just walk. Like if, if, he, could just, if he could do a, a full sprint, you're in trouble at the French Open. No one is safe. No one, in my opinion, competed with him at the French Open. So, I mean, he dropped two sets in an entire Grand Slam. Off of an injury. I can't see anyone competing with that unless he stops himself. He's got Serena syndrome. No one's beating him but him. So, yeah, Nadal is invincible. No one should bother trying to take a French until (laughs) Nadal lets them. But, yeah, I'm not going to say that about Wimbledon. Okay. 
Now, Kyrgios did say that there was invincibility on grass and on clay. Mm. But is there invincibility on hard courts? No. Can Sissipas make a semifinal final run at the U.S. Open, let's say? Let's think of it this way. In the last, there have been five people who broke through at the slams and uh, won a slam that wasn't in the big four. U.S. Open and Australian were the majority of those. We have a Chilich U.S. Open, a Delpo U.S. Open, and a Stan U.S. Open, I believe. Then we have a Stan Australian, and we have one Stan French. French. And that was because who was missing? You know? So, for me, it's definitely a hardcore thing. Um, I don't see anyone breaking through outside of that, but I can see CeCePa or someone breaking through at the U.S. Open or... Maybe the Australian. I mean, you saw what it took to win an Australian. Yes. It took more than I've seen anyone be able to do outside of Stan. So I, I can't imagine it. If Sissy Pass were to make it or any of the young guns, they'd have to go through two of the three big three. Yeah. Do you think they can do it? No. Well, I don't. In that case, uh, Curious was sort of right. Yeah. Well, let's hope that. Uh, the next gen step up and that Nick Kyrgios puts his head together and Wimby wins Wimbledon. There is one more thing that he said. He hit with um, Andy Murray when he skipped the French Open because of illness, whatever that means. Mm. He said that he's Andy Murray is looking great, but mm. he will not play with Murray doubles at the front at the French Open at Wimbledon. Just to clarify that right now. So the question becomes. Who would play with Andy Murray in doubles? His brother, maybe? Maybe. That'd be a good team. That would be a very good team. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. So until next week, then. Yes. And now, one last thing. Mm -hmm. This is pretty big. The U.S. Open has decided to allow coaching. Now. For men? Men and women. Wow. This is how it's going to go. In the junior level, the 18s. Mm. There can be, their coaches can go on the court. Now, for the professionals, they can coach in the box. Mm. So Serena, what happened in the final with Serena, she will no longer get a penalty. So if her coach were to say go forward, she can go forward. Now, this has been getting a lot of criticism Mm -hmm. from former players, Rosetsky, uh, Henman, Mm. uh, Big women players, Navratilova, saying, mm. "What's going on? Mm. How? When you're a professional, you should be able to figure it out on your own." Yeah. Now, okay, I understand. The coaches aren't going on the court to tell them, but they're literally yelling from the box to tell them. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't like it. I think that these are the top of the world tennis players. You've had all week, all month practice that morning. To execute a plan. And you're telling me now you still need someone to talk to you over your shoulder mid-match at the professional peak level of the world. Inexcusable. Get out there and let's see who the better athlete is on the spot, one-on-one, mano-a-mano. Know who's got the better team. Know who's got the better (laughs) chalkboard behind them. I want you to, you, you prepped just like boxing. You know, you prepped, you did your training, you did your road work. Now you're out there, and you got to take those punches, and you got to react to those punches. I don't want to see 
you getting, you know, extra pushes. I want the best player to win. That's all I want. So, I mean, this is what makes Federer such an elite athlete is his ability to adapt mid-match and strategize mid-match without his box. Right. I don't think I'm going to respect players as much if they're getting that kind of assistance mid-match. I honestly don't think that the professional men will be coached as much. Although there are rumors that, although Tony Nadal is no longer with Nadal, Mm. but the uh, the rumor used to be that Tony Nadal used to yell instructions to Nadal all the time. Mm. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. Mm. But I I really don't see Federer's uh, coach Lubicic Mm. or Carlos Moya, Nadal's coach, yelling at them, okay, move forward. I don't either. Uh, That's probably more for the women, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but it is what it is. If it's happening on the women's side, coaching is a bit more common on the women's side. There's already tournaments that allow coaching on the changeovers and stuff like that. They allow it on the men's as well, but the men don't use it as much. Yeah. So, I mean, on the women's side, I'm I'm a bit less, um, what's the word? I don't know. I'm I'm a bit less um, picky about it, but still... I don't want to see it on either side. Yes, and as you stated, they're professionals. Let them figure out, men or women. Yeah. Let them do it on their own. Absolutely. But, yeah, anything else you got today? No, that pretty much covers pre-Wimbledon stuff. All right, man. Wimbledon, we're ready for you.